Heads, and welcome to the League, exploring the League of Legends lore from A to Z. My name is Rebecca. And I'm John. And I'm Mark. And today we're talking about the Ancient Fear, Fiddlesticks, who was released February 21st, 2009. I don't think I realized he was that old. Yeah, he's an old boy. I know. I mean, he got that. He got the big, the big re-release update, right? So I think that's part yeah. of what's contributing to it. I honestly almost said that was his release date because he's a completely <laughs> different champion. <laughs> Yeah. But he's still got the crow storm. He's still got crows. Yeah. That's something. He's got click and yeah. point fear. You know, he's a scarecrow. He's got, he's got the life sucky. He does have the life sucky. He gives sucky. you the big suck. <laughs> the sustenance straw. <laughs> I want to abandon this episode real quick. And we're done. <laughs> That's how y'all are going to talk. <laughs> yeah, Fiddle Six, his rework, well, a year and a half ago now, something like that. Maybe two years. God, yeah, has it really been The that rework long? was, but. It was a good one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I guess it was after we started playing ARAMs all together all the time. Because I remember being torn because I was like, okay, they're getting rid of the bouncing crows thing, which is really annoying in ARAM, but also it's really fun to do to other people in that ARAM. That is true. We used to love abusing that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, it, I definitely think it's obviously a, a very good improvement, you know? Talking about keeping the, the core identity of the champion, right? But just yeah. bringing them to the modern age. Right. Yeah, it definitely made him way cooler. Yeah, I'll give him that. <laughs> that that's also true. <laughs> He's very uh, like comically horror, I guess. I wouldn't even consider it horror. No, he was, old stuff. he was just kind of like comic back yeah. in the day. Yeah, yeah. It was like the scarecrow from the Wizard of Oz was trying to be spooky. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and now he is spooky no he is spooky <laughs> he it's doesn't true. have too much on the universe page he just has his bio and his short story we predicted that it was going to be his bio and then a short story about one of his victims and it ended up being cooler than that which was nice mm. uh, i will say they also on universe have a picture which is kind of an important picture for fiddlesticks oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah we'll talk about that that's an interesting mm-hmm side yes. jaunt for this whole thing <laughs> yes uh inspired by a comment on our evelyn uh episode uh, a post on our youtube posting of that from Der mango jogurt to dive into the demonology of league of legends which uh is pretty important for uh for fiddlesticks so <laughs> we'll we'll be diving into that a little bit uh obviously not super deep because all we really have access to is this picture and the picture <laughs> is intentionally vague by design <laughs> to <laughs> encourage theory crafters. So not a lot of solid answers there, but we'll go into some of the theories and some of the known information about demons. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Fiddlesticks is one of those champions where I, I you know, I don't think we're ever really going to get a lot of the answers and it's by design. Yeah, for sure. I guess spoiler for the bio. I like that. They, they definitely kind of sidestep the pitfall that you talked about like oh the meme of 
they've got a dark and mysterious past <laughs> or like a moo moo where we're, we're never gonna know but they, they, yeah. they gave us some answers enough right yeah 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 i, like, I liked it it was does anyone want to go through that real quick for us i didn't take sure. notes i'm so sorry it's I, I can I can do it, or you know, I took notes for both. I, I, I like to take my notes, but yeah. uh, it's it's pretty straightforward. It's pretty yeah. simple. Um, the fun is in the telling, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so it, essentially, Phil Six is kind of mentioned across various you know f- stories and and kind of boogeyman type tales in Runeterra, and uh, he is not just a story. It is something that the bio does make clear to us, which I liked. You know, it was very straightforward. And like, the truth is that Phil Six is not just a a children's tale, but he's real. Um, It has, in fact, reawoken in the Damasian hinterlands as a result of the growing fear and, you know, paranoia in the kingdom following the the Mage Rebellion, which I guess we can talk about a little. And, uh, you know, people are starting to go missing. Whole villages are starting to be, you know, emptied out. And the survivors left are just, you know, mad with talk of, you know, a terrible entity in the guise of a scarecrow. And in the common sort of, belief or way of people kind of excusing it is like oh it's rogue mages um, but the truth is, is that Fiddlesticks as I mentioned is real and has definitely returned he is a in fact a primordial fear demon kind of was around since the, the, the first breath of creation which I know like of course. Bard <laughs> yeah you know Evelyn's around for forever I think Bard was one who was kind of spawned in that first breath of creation yeah um, I I love how like in this world there was a deep breath and like 18 champions popped out <laughs> right <laughs> like, what the fuck happened it's the lore code for the the, the alpha release who knows right <laughs> uh but yeah, I mean that's mostly it. And then and then Fiddle Six is real and he's kicking around in northwest Demacia or northern Demacia, I guess. And that's mostly the bio. It's 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 pretty short yeah. in summary. Mm-hmm. Now I am curious because it did say kind of from the from the first breath. The impression that I got was that it was like the first breath of creation, like of Rune Terra almost, as opposed to like of the galaxy. Oh. Um mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't say that. It was the impression I got just by given the fact that where would he have been just floating in space? I guess like the the where would he have been, but also the like we actually have a bunch of champions like you mentioned Bard that do specifically mention, yeah, we've been around since the very beginning. And I kind of would expect more interactions with those champions mm. if mm. they kind of came about in the same breath because they have interactions with each other for sure. <laughs> Um, but it seems like most of his interactions were all Runeterra based. Like they were all either people who've kind of experienced death in Runeterra or the other demons within Runeterra that he has special interactions with. So again, not confirmed, but my theory <laughs> was first breath of creation in uh, Runeterra. Uh, in Runeterra. Sure. I mean, it's a good question, right? Because mm. I think, we'll, you know what you know what will help answer that is when we get to Kindred, because he's got a quote with mm. Kindred. And if Kindred mm. is something that exists outside of Runeterra, that will be kind of our answer. I guess if we're being sticklers about it, too, it's not the first breath of creation. It's the first scream of creation that causes fiddlesticks. <laughs> uh, right? So there Bard was a breath and breath. a scream. <laughs> <laughs> so when did we start screaming is the question. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but yeah i thought it was good for a bio it's uh, yeah. it's getting away from some of the, the the more kind of by the numbers bios that we've hit and this one mm-hmm. had a bit of flair and flavor to it which was nice at least i felt like 
Yes. It was a good combination, I think, of ambiguity without refusing to tell us anything solid about the character, which is good. Like, I don't mind a bit of ambiguity. I hate if 100% of the character is <laughs> ambiguity, but like, I don't, I don't mind having a little mystery in there. That's fine. For a character like this in particular, it's fine. <laughs> oh, definitely. I mean, yeah. like you said, we're not going to get every answer. And if that, that makes sense, right? If you got every answer, it would kind of puncture the dread that they've, <laughs> they've built up. But it is nice yes. to not have... It's nice to have the bio kind of say, here's the truth. <laughs> the truth right? is this, <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't want to hear three theories. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I, they give you enough, I think, without ruining it. And I think a, an example I would give would be like Stephen King's It. Like, I didn't, I didn't need all this, <laughs> Stephen King. <laughs> this was way spookier and creepier before you explained it all. But what? The, the sea tortoise. And the, oh, the space God, tortoise. the fucking space tortoise. <laughs> but yeah. I've never read it. I've just, oh, you're so lucky. I've gotten, <laughs> Please yeah, don't come after osmosis. me. <laughs> Please don't come after me, Stephen King fans. There's a really good book inside of the book It. <laughs> but there's also a lot of other stuff. <laughs> it's there, though. I wish I could pull it out, you know. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that would that that's an example to me of over explaining a, a mysterious evil. Sure. Yeah, I had some nitpicky things. Go for <laughs> it. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, oh well, first of all, my first nitpicky thing is about the universe page. Why the hell is Fiddlesticks trailer not on the universe page? Right. Or his theme song, which I meant to bring that up before we even started talking about the bio. But like, they're two of the coolest fucking things that Riot's ever done, and they're not on there. And they do have Twist of Fate, which isn't even it's canon Fiddlesticks anymore. <laughs> And not only do they have a twist of fate, they also have a background on the making of a twist of fate, but they don't have fiddlesticks. Yeah, we need his, <laughs> we need the short set because that cinematic was like, that was very in the, in for the, I guess for the length of a video that it was, which was like, I don't know, a minute and change or something like that. Oh yeah, I think it's a minute 20. It was incredibly it's effective. really good. It is very good. And yeah. his champion theme, like... It is amazing. Again, so on point. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, both the bio and the short story do something that, as a writer, I don't particularly like. And it's something that I used to do as well. Um, and I love the bio before... I mean, uh, I love the short story before we even get into that. I think it's so good. But both of them use a lot of punctuation to try to get a cadence of the way you read it. Mm. And I hate that. <laughs> Just, I do that. <laughs> I oh, really? I, I was going to say, I love that. I'm a big fan I of that. I hate that. Like, don't tell me how to read your story. I will put the pauses <laughs> where they need to be thematically. You don't have to teach me where to pause. It reminds me of those scary stories to tell in the dark where in parentheses it'll be like, pause for dramatic emphasis, and then you're supposed to continue reading. See, I love that. But maybe because I've had a lot of people tell really bad stories and I wish that they had it. (laughs) Maybe like I think I have a really good narrator in my head. Like I feel like I'm a good reader. Like, you know what? I'm reading it in a really dramatic way, especially like a horror. Real good. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, some of us need fucking help, okay? (laughs) (laughs) That's a really nitpicky thing. It was very, like, very silly. I think the first time it really pulled me out it wasn't even really the the ellipses which it was that but so i'm reading the bio and i'm really into it it's like it's really good and then it was like okay hang on it says no one would ever be afraid of a silly old monster called fiddlesticks 
until now i died laughing i was like you just took me completely out of this serious moment it 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 was so funny and i it didn't need to be there <laughs> take away the until now or maybe like until but is it me or are the words like until now just kind of at this point no i could see funny that. right yeah yeah sure anyway until yeah. now until now i literally read it like that in my head <laughs> it belongs in a trailer yeah, here. that's not in a story <laughs> Hearing y'all say it out loud, it certainly reinforces <laughs> it, right? Yeah. I think you're right. You can just drop it entirely. And, okay, and, and yeah. We, you know, yeah. I even wrote it. Okay, so no one would ever be afraid of a silly old monster called Fiddlesticks. Something has awoken in the Demacian hinterlands. Way more direct. Like, to me, that's so so much cooler than the until now. Or even if he just had to do until and then do that. But I don't know. Anyway, that was my mm. one nippy thing about the bio. <laughs> Otherwise, it is very, it's a very good spooky story. Yeah. Even as a bio, yeah. which like I, was gonna say, I yeah. wouldn't say a bio was ever anything. <laughs> For sure, I, I I was I was pleased with it. Um, I I like that I like that something they've highlighted here, and they kind of continue it in both the in both the teaser and the short story or flavor story, whatever, <laughs> is the fact of like fiddlesticks kind of showing back up on the scene is in relation to sort of the the fallout in Demacia around Silas's mage rebellion. So I like, I like that there are lore events that are progressing, propelling like new, especially like this new stuff that's been touched really recently, kind of propelling things in the world. I don't know if that makes sense, but that it feels like something's happening in the lore and it's causing things to happen. Like Fiddlesticks is back, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah, like a yeah, whole yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. I, okay, I'll go on my one nitpick. Okay. Sure. It says in the lore or in the bio that Fiddlesticks is universally feared Mm -hmm. now i feel like we on earth use the term universally pretty loosely oh yeah yeah. uh just for oh this this movie is universally loved but i (laughs) feel like universe or mr universe (laughs) in rune terra where actual celestial beings from the universe are here i don't think that we can just throw around the term universally feared like i want to know what aurelian soul thinks about tiny little phil sticks he doesn't give a fuck about aurelian soul wouldn't give a shit about fiddlesticks he would eat fiddlesticks Oh, that's hilarious. I mean, that's a good question when it comes to sort of, again, like we kind of talk, we're talking about when it comes to the breadth of creation, like, mm-hmm. you know, what kind of threat level are demons in the oh. the, the big scope of things, right? Midnight. You know, <laughs> midnight. <laughs> Those sick office references. <laughs> Man. Yeah, that, that's a good question, though. I, I mean, I would assume based on the stories that Aurelian Soul would easily one v one Fiddlesticks. Yeah, but but I don't know. Can Fiddle mess with Aurelian Soul's soul <laughs> and heart the way he does people? I don't know. Who knows? It's a fair mm. question. I would like. You know what? I would like. This just popped into my head. I would like it if like Yordles were immune to Fiddlesticks, something like that. <laughs> Ooh. We know what's interesting is that I think. Aren't all the Yordles considered to be like enemies of Tom Kinch? Like, doesn't he have them all? It's listed somewhere. I don't know where, but that they really? all. Yeah. <laughs> and he's a demon, him? so I don't know. Or what he do to them? I don't fucking know. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, Yordles with with Fiddlesticks would be an interesting little little meetup. Well, mm. well, we'll get on this a little bit later too. But it is um, Yordles are kind of magical creatures, and yeah. demons themselves cannot be killed by 
terrestrial, like, non-magical weapons. I mean, it's entirely possible that the Yordles are just armed with an arsenal of things that can actually (laughs) They're the only ones who who could take down the demons. (laughs) Not the only ones, but we've got a a handful. uh, I know Shen and Yone both have kind of spirit blades that can fight demons. Yeah, but that's so typical, right? (laughs) Seeing Shen and Yone (laughs) run off to fight demons. No, 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 no. Give me fucking Lulu and Timo and Corky. Corky. <laughs> yeah. That's his new lore. Corky, Demon Hunter. Demon Corky. Hunter. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, man. Shit, I want that so bad. For sure. Here's a note for editing Rebecca. Write that fan fiction too in the <laughs> Buffy. Load it up. But Corky. <laughs> oh, man. So did uh, did you want to take us away for the short story voices? Oh, bef- before we do that, there oh, were a couple okay. more things about the bio that I oh, liked. Go for it. Um, and things I wanted to call it. So I like that they talk about the ways that Fiddle Six is kind of described in different other cultures. And I like that the the Freljord one, he's still built out of random crap. Like he's built out of shields and furs and wood and shit. <laughs> That's a nice yeah. detail. Um, yeah. The Targonian one talks about a child of twilight stealing one of his keys. Zoe? Uh, right? Yeah. Zoe Fucking still has nice. his key on yeah. her splash oh. art. Yeah, exactly. Um, when we talk about demons, we can talk about that. And then um, the only other thing is uh, they talk about the, the 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 very first thing it opens with is the idea of this mage like summoning fiddlesticks or kind of creating them on, in a tower by the sea. John, I don't know if, John, mm. if you looked at the map of Runeterra of where that might be. I'm pretty sure they're talking about Faelor. That's what I kind of assumed, right? Is where we get this demon picture that we'll talk about. Yeah. Because that's by the okay. sea. <laughs> yeah. It is by the sea. By the sea. Or it was by the sea. I'm pretty sure that's also the the fortress that uh, Syndra tore up. I don't know. Mm. I've lo- You've lost me. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I did see she was mentioned in relation to that. Well... We can talk about it, I guess. That's that's Faylor? that's for that, that second discussion. Yeah, thing. that was uh that image that was on the universe sure. page. If you if you click on it, it gives you a little bit of information mm. about it, and mm-hmm. it was it was taken from a fortress in the island of Faylor, which is right near not island, but um yeah, right right near the sea. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a it was a no- Noxian stronghold. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, it's one of like the few pieces of Ionia that Noxus still holds. So. Mm. so this is all Noxus's fault. <laughs> Always. Yeah. Ultimately, yeah. <laughs> Darius. Now Darius has to fight, but no, it's boring. It was Noxian all along. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just singing these songs today. <laughs> all right. The short story. Voices. Voices. For the record, oh, also, I don't, I don't know if this is the first full story credit or whether I just missed earlier story credits, but this story is by Jared Rosen. Mm -hmm. Now, we've been talking about all the AU blurbs. Mm. Jared's our AU blurb dude. (laughs) Like, (laughs) he kind of took them all under his wing and was like, I'm going to fucking do this. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if this is technically the first full actual champion story of his or not or whether i missed earlier uh, ones but if this is the first one hell yeah jared <laughs> i don't remember I, that's why the name sounded familiar to me though i was like jared rosa we must have read of some of his other stories no you just say his name like every week <laughs> <laughs> i think you're right i think this is the first like mainline prime whatever one that we've hit and it seems like he had a really big like he, he drove a lot of this because I, I i 
I saw him answering questions about the Fiddlesticks update from the lore perspective. So I suspect this was this was his baby. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we had predicted that the flavor story would be about one victim. I was thinking Cassiopeia, right? Like that kind of story or Evelyn. This kind of boring, bland, okay, this one guy is going to get killed by this character. Uh, but instead, it's about an entire town disappearing and kind of how it very quickly snowballs from one person to everyone kind of losing their shit. I don't have any more detailed notes, though, if Mark wants to take it from there. Sure. It's, you know, again, this one especially, the joy is in the reading of it, right? It 100% is. And we normally only say that about comedic stories, but I, if you like a good spooky story... I think this is a nice one. Yeah, this is solid. Yeah. Yeah, this is my favorite horror piece so far. I guess mm-hmm. I'll just say that out loud. Um, but yeah, Voices by Jared Rosen. Uh, so it actually, it starts with a Damasian poem, which I guess I'll, I'll hit Ooh. real quick. I mean, really, it's not really relevant for the story. It's really more relevant when we talk about demons, demons. in general. Yeah, but it was neat. Um, <laughs> sure, but it was a fun way to kind of start it. It's like, ooh, what the fuck's this about, right? Um, ten great kings took ten great thrones. Nine crowns adorned nine heads. One left to scratch upon their mounds, the crow alive and dead. Hmm. We're just talking about fiddlesticks, I assume. Uh, <laughs> what? Doesn't rhyme very well, which I always, you know, I like rhyming things. Anyway. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I, I prefer yeah. a rhyming poem. Hey, poets it, it out kinda. there. Kind of. You're allowed yeah. to rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> we're, like, we're like fucking three children. This is three assholes who don't know anything about poems. Hey, why don't your poems rhyme more, fuckers? <laughs> It's true. I hate po- I hate poetry. None of us. None of us know anything about fucking poetry, dude. Like, you know what oh, I like? Man. Shell Silverstein. <laughs> they rhymed good. Can always count on them. <laughs> oh man. All right. What the fuck was I talking about? Voices. That's it. Uh, so yeah. So this is this is told from the perspective of the the sole survivor of, like you mentioned, a Damasian village uh, called Goldweald. Um, he talks about how the town was essentially kind of plagued and, and destroyed by fiddlesticks. You know, people going missing and the village descending into chaos. And it starts with an old drunk. I think Hubbard was his name. Mm. And and everyone's like, oh, he's just drunk. Don't worry about it. Let him sleep it off. And it, it was not just drunk. <laughs> uh, so everyone starts kind of freaking out. Uh, they kind of get organized. And specifically, they've got a, a veteran sort of spy, this guy called Davil, who is kind of organizing them and it's like, okay, we're going to form a militia. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And the next day, sunrise, whole family's gone missing, all five of them. And as they're out there kind of investigating, voices kind of start coming from the corn rows. Uh, and a few headstrong individuals with their swords rush in, and they aren't seen again. And the blacksmith tries to ride out and get the guards from uh, Allfield, I think was the name of the town that he was going to go to. And he gets, something pulls him in. And voices continue to kind of call out, kind of mimicking the people who have been lost. But they all sound, they all sound just wrong and, and just not quite human. Almost human, but not quite. And so the next night, the whole town at this point has just kind of locked itself down. People are kind of barded or uh, yeah, boarded up in their homes, muttering and, and weeping and, and laughing about just all sorts of random things. Seems like they're kind of being afflicted by visions of things they fear, like snakes or the sea. Just all sorts of crap. And one by one, all the lights go out across all these homes until there's just one voice left muttering about all the things that everyone else was muttering about. Um, So Davil takes the remaining militia, including our narrator, and they go into the cornrows, but they're just decimated. And the narrator just leaves them and runs. And uh, sorry, there's a motorcycle 
tearing ass by my house. <laughs> you live in such a quiet street, too. It's really fun. <laughs> That's fiddlesticks, man. He's spooky. <laughs> so the narrator who's kind of telling the story starts starts just freaking out and losing his shit when he kind of stops. It's like, oh, do you, do you hear that voice? Devil? And then it ends there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am... Um... I think if you've not watched Fiddlesticks release, like his re-release video, it's a minute and 20 seconds, I'm pretty sure. I'd recommend watching that first because I think that um, the way they do, the way he echoes voices is really fucking cool. And I think the author, Jerry, did a fantastic job the way he described how the way fiddlesticks imitated voices but it was always a little bit off i think he did a great job describing that but i liked that i had i had just rewatched the video so i had in my head that kind of like metal grating but like echoing kind of way that he imitates voices was really cool yeah i i was gonna say i loved all of his because he describes fiddlesticks's voice several times mm-hmm. each one a little bit different and all of them were really good yeah really good uh visuals there i will also say I had not actually played, I don't think I'd played Fiddlesticks since the rework, or at mm. least with audio on. I mm. had never heard his new voice. <laughs> so actually reading the description, I was like, okay, okay, this sounds, this sounds pretty fucking cool. But even those descriptions did not prepare me for his actual VO, which I listened to <laughs> afterwards. And I was like, holy shit, this is unearthly. I don't know if I have his new... The... I think the thing that struck me the most about his voice is the, you know how we, we speak on exhales, you know, like humans, the (laughs) the things that, the thing that Fiddlesticks does is he speaks on exhales and inhales, Mm. which is creepy as fuck. (laughs) Yeah. How? um... (laughs) Jesus. And it is so fucking unnerving it's actually like it is a uh, it is a sound that i would almost expect way more horror movies to use because of how fucking creepy it is i feel like i never hear this in horror movies but it should be used because it's creepy (laughs) as hell yeah absolutely i mean i was gonna call it out now the vo is, is kellen goff joff i don't know how to say the last name uh, and they linked actually a, a little video of him explaining how he does the voice and the way he kind of just hits all of those specific notes. Um, it's funny because he's recording it in his car in a, a parking garage. <laughs> and he's like the nicest looking guy. But he does a really fucking good job with the uh, the voices. It's really fucking effective. I absolutely nice. agree. Yeah. Yeah, wow. An instance in which the the the, I don't know the personality and the creepiness of a champion is actually reflected in the stories in the bio that we get. Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> and not even For from sure. his point of view, which obviously we don't want one from his point of view. Although that would be interesting. <laughs> I don't even know I how you do it. it. I yeah, know. I don't want it to. I would love yeah. to get this voice acted. I know Riot's done a couple of like uh, audio I say dramas. It's like four, like six, seven minutes of somebody doing a little monologue. I would love to get this you know voice acted and bring in the fiddlesticks you know vo for for when he's doing the voices and stuff i think this would be a great i don't know a great opportunity for that just to really help sell it i don't know yeah yeah that'd be really fun yeah this is like it's a good one um it really builds up um 
I remember kind of the point, because you don't really realize that the narrator, I don't think we ever get his name or her name. We don't ever get their name. Um, I, I feel like you're kind of assuming that they've escaped by the time you're listening to this story. So it's within the last like five lines or so, you have this creeping realization that they haven't escaped yet. They're telling you the story while they're about to go back and die probably <laughs> which yeah. was very cool i think that was well done for sure no I, I mean i think it's real strong i think something else that i kind of liked about it on because i reread it once or twice just to like when i was hitting my summary and whatnot was um uh kind of this starting to build a what do i want to say like a narrative sort of uh, this thematic of what's really going on with demacia in general which is this whole growing sort of distrust and paranoia when it comes to the mages and how there's a couple of moments in the story. I think there's two of them where somebody starts thinking, oh, this is the work of mages. And it yeah. immediately, it both times causes just things to spiral out of control. Like as yeah. soon as that one drunk guy loses his shit a little bit, everyone starts kind of building up. And then the baker's wife is like, it's mages. <laughs> and then all of a sudden the whole, everything fucking like goes nuts. And it's like, oh, okay, okay, that's neat. That's kind of, it's like what's happening for the whole country, but like in a small little thematic. And you know, it's like, oh. It's nice. I like that. Yeah, I it, it was very Twilight Zone-esque. It reminded mm. me of some episodes of the Twilight Zone, particularly the ones with the aliens who were watching like that town fall apart. I don't know if y'all remember, ever saw that one. But, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't God, remember the name of, that? of it. Fuck. I don't know. But it does make exactly you wonder if they didn't have that distrust, if they didn't have all that like anger and hatred and fear, would Fiddlesticks have been able to succeed there? You know, because that's really when they spiraled. If they weren't you know, freaking out, would they have been able to stick together? Yeah. And I mean, especially because we know that he feeds on that shit. So yeah. even even outside of them sticking together, like they're giving him all sorts of power <laughs> just by being afraid in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It, it's it I don't know, it's 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 a neat for such a short story to to try and build on what's happening. And the kind of some of the ideas they're playing with with that region in general. Um it, it just felt like, oh, this is nice and, and well it's all nicely tied together, right? It feels nicely done i don't know mm -hmm. no sure. you're right i did i would reread this one like like yeah. it's at yes. that point and I, I wouldn't say that about a lot it was a it was definitely a nice pleasant surprise especially just considering we thought it was going to be like a guy drunkenly and it, it even sounded like it was going to start that way a guy is <laughs> drunkenly walking home and fiddlesticks grabs him and kills him boo <laughs> in the end yeah <laughs> by the way about that guy i like the one line at the start where he's talking about being oh i'm being pecked to death by crows and the narrator's like, we were pretty sure he was only being picked to death by a bottle. So yeah. <laughs> just let him be. It was good. Yeah. The, I mean, the, the old Fiddlestick short story was actually like one of those, one yeah. of the victims. <laughs> Not surprising. Oh, really? I do like that way, Fiddles. Way less effective. Yeah, I'm sure. I like that Fiddles quote on the universe page is attributed to a nameless, an unknown or nameless victim. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> All right. Do we have anything else to say about the story? Um, I guess the only other thing, small detail, there's a mention of, you know, the, the narrator's talking about like, oh, you see this a hundred times, everyone getting all freaked out and paranoid, and it probably happens even more since the claw hit up north. So I guess is that in relation to the, I assume Silas and the Winter's Claw <laughs> linking up and then starting to attack Demacia. I don't know. Oh. Yeah, that was my assumption. Yeah, interesting. I mean, it puts a real, like, time stamp on this story, which we normally don't get. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I know we, we this is, like, our first kind of place time stepping into Demacia, 
And I guess the the very high level summary for what's happening is that, you know, Demacia has always been kind of really oppressive of, of those with magical talent, and Silas has led an open rebellion, and it seems like they are kind of kind of almost at the point of open civil war at this point. It's kind of what's actively happening. So just that's the mm-hmm. the, the the QRD on what's going on in Demacia <laughs> right now. So we'll get more into that another time. Mm. Yeah, probably Garen. Galio probably <laughs> even. Ah, uh, that's true. Oh damn, I forgot Galio was before Garen. <laughs> They're right next to each other. <laughs> I know. Oh, well, it's gonna be a fun couple weeks. Best friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you want to learn a little bit about his old bio? Yes, absolutely. For sure. Uh, old bio, pretty short. <laughs> There is a valley just on the sandy edge of the Tempest Flats. It's said that a powerful witch lives there at the very bottom, all by herself, but never alone. (laughs) It's said she commands the powerful magics that circle and battle this place. She transforms the energies into semi-living souls, trapping them inside bodies of carefully crafted scarecrows. The witch has kept to herself for many long years. That is, until a few months ago when she sent one of her creations out to warn the rest of the world. Leaving the valley in the middle of the night, Fiddlestick shambled across the desert and into the neighboring realms. He torments and terrifies all who look upon him with his wickedly crooked smile, for he is the harbinger, <laughs> bearing news of impending doom. Oh, that was his old title, too, wasn't it? One. forgot mm. about that. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he just sit in a room in the, the, the League of Legends? Isn't that his old lore? He just hangs out in a room? <laughs> or am I thinking like, like turn? No, that was him too. That was his like second or, or third revision, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess. I was just gonna say, I guess him as like someone who he's not the best harbinger when he just goes around and spooks people, right? right. <laughs> uh, also, Fiddlesticks is old enough that he has some Journal of Justice entries. Oh Jesus! Uh, a lot of them were actually not. They were general questions kind of about the world that were answered that had kind of had to do with fiddlesticks, which these are not canon. Anything in the Journal of Just- Justice, <laughs> not canon, just kind of fun. <laughs> um, this is when they were trying to justify like why champions could die in game so much and like why champions from the same factions would fight against each other when they wanted to have answers to all of these questions. They've moved on from that, but... Uh, in case you were wondering, someone asked, do the champions of the league receive any sort of psychological shielding from the torments they suffer on the fields of justice? Dying over and over seems rough enough, but the abilities of some champions in particular, like Fiddlesticks, Malzahar, or Karthus, seem like they would create lasting mental trauma. I doubt that Demacia or Noxian would admit weakness by applying for counseling, but are such services provided to them? Why? <laughs> And in case you wanted to know, yes, most services are made available to champions. They can usually afford the finest luxuries with what is provided by the League, but psychological trauma is actually less common than you might suspect. Champions are subjected to judgments which test their mental fortitude before they're admitted to the League, and many have overcome extraordinarily difficult trials in their pasts. They got good health care. (laughs) Yep. Right? (laughs) That's what they're reassuring us of. I do want. I do. I would love a series of like champions on the couch, right? Just talking about <laughs> <laughs> about their problems. That's fucking great. I oh want Fiddlesticks to be the host of that show. 
Right. <laughs> Hearing him struggle out all the interview questions. No. <laughs> oh man, that's fucking great. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. the The only other real question about it was about like, oh, it's obvious that like people like Katarina would fight for. Noxus and Garen would fight for Demacia, but how do you determine which side people like Fiddlesticks fight for? Uh, so they just wanted us to know that um, champions are given the option to declare allegiances when they join the league, and no champion can ever be summoned against their will. Uh, that said, when political matches do occur, unaffiliated champions are sometimes approached by city-states for representation. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so so that's how they choose. The city-states go to them, and they're like, we want you on our side. And if they accept, then they fight for them. Man. Cool. Cool, I guess. I'm glad they got rid of all this. <laughs> Me too. For sure. Uh, I Also, I like that, that they say, oh, well, we, we put them through judgments. Don't worry. These people have handled shit. When it's like, Brand got a judgment, he was just, he's an <laughs> asshole. He just wants to burn everything, right? <laughs> Yeah, he went through trauma, and it turned him into a fucking monster. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Oh, you just want to light people on fire? Welcome aboard. <laughs> this Draw guy's got his shit together. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, before we actually get into AUs, we should uh, do some diving into demons, learn a little bit more about Fiddlesticks and yeah. his ilk. Go on ahead, sweetie. A deep All right, demon so- dive. Yeah, we'll just give kind of... So, general overview of demons. Demons are a uh, race of spirits. They don't have any inherent form, uh, and they're forged and driven by the negative thoughts and feelings of mortals. Uh, Each demon is attuned to a specific emotion, so they kind of feed on those emotions until their victims die. Um, And as we kind of talked about, the Rune Wars and the Mage Wars and a a lot of the other wars around Rune Terra, they cause a lot of negative emotions. Uh, so they resulted in a lot of low-level demons gaining additional power and even the creation of some some of those low-level demons. Um, one of the things the Kinku Order actually does is banish a lot of these lesser demons to maintain balance between the spirit and physical world. Um, some of what we saw in those kind of Akali stories was, was that happening. Um, additionally, Yone is also big on banishing these demons, though for less altruistic reasons, just trying to learn more about his own. <laughs> Um, yeah, as we talked about, a demon can't actually be harmed by weapons created in the physical world, uh, except petrocyte weapons. That's kind of the exception. What? So petrocyte is the, uh, the, there's, it's what Galio is made out of. It kind of absorbs magic. Oh, okay. I think it was mentioned in, uh, Ezreal's lore, right? Uh, probably. I I think think so. He had found petrocyte somewhere or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Demacia uses that a okay. lot because, you know, they hate their mages. Sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, they can also be banished or sealed by using weapons that originated in the spirit world, which is why Shen is able to uh, banish them with his spirit blade and Yone can with his Azakana blade. Hmm. Um, they can also have their power nullified by more powerful magic. There was an instance of Lux nullifying a Nocturne possession with Lux. her sparky pew-pews. Okay. Oh, I thought okay. We, were, we were thinking like cosmic level. 
like <laughs> like Bard or Aurelian Soul, but no, uh, Lux no. Sparkle Magic Wand did it. Huh? Well, you know, I like how I'm mocking her. I fucking love Lux. It was it was a nocturne. <laughs> it's not like it was fiddlesticks. It was just a nocturne. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, because <laughs> I guess that's uh, the whole thing is like a hierarchy, right? Yeah. So let's talk about the demonology image on the Fiddlesticks Universe page. Uh, so this was released with the promise that it would be a gold mine for theory crafters, uh, <laughs> while not providing any solid answers in and of itself that we know of quite yet. Well, that would defeat the theory crafting fun yep. of it. <laughs> Although there are already new things that weren't necessarily known at the time that it was released. Like when it was released, we didn't actually know what Azakana were. We kind of learned that, I think, with Yone. Um, so that's already one thing that we didn't know that now we do. Um, so here's a quick description of the image, you know, in case you haven't seen it. So it basically just looks like a family tree almost, um, at the top is fear and branching off of that are secrets, delirium and nightmares. And then off of delirium branches, bliss and frenzy and off of secrets branches, obsession. Uh, and there are nine names in the bottom of the chart that are in a mysterious language that we cannot decipher. And they're all pointing to the word Azakana. Now, now we know. Uh, Azakana are parasitic minor demons. They're not full demonic entities like Evelyn or Fiddlesticks. They just hone in on a single person or spirit's fear or shortcomings and absorb all those negative emotions until they kill the host. And then they become a full demon and move on to another host. Those the emotions that they feed on are more specific. So the the words that we mentioned, like delirium, bliss, frenzy, the kind of smaller demons under those can only feed on those like very, very specific emotions. Whereas someone like Fiddlesticks, who is more on the fear, can feed on any sort of general fear. So he eats a lot. Yeah. Yummy. <laughs> As opposed to like like a fear of of God, what was the example that, that Mango had posted? It's like fear of forgetting your wallet or some shit like that. Yeah, exactly. Like that's a very specific <laughs> Azakana. Exactly. Using kind of this general information, there's been a lot of theories about this image. A lot of people think that the the emotions on this chart actually correspond to champions that we are already aware of with uh, uh, Raum with being associated with secrets. Um, and that's Swain's demon. Um, right. Nightmares being Nocturne, Obsession being Tom Kench, and maybe Bliss or Frenzy being Evelyn, with Fiddlesticks, of course, being Terror. Um, there are other theories that none of the demons we know of actually rank high enough to even be on this chart. Um, hmm. And there are some... That'd, that'd be boring, though. That would be boring. Surely, yeah. surely Fiddlesticks, right? I, I mean, look, I definitely <laughs> I think, think Yeah, that... I think with the exception of Fiddlesticks. I think mm. Phil's on here for sure, just by nature of the fact that this is in his universe page. <laughs> it's a, it does help. But I mean, it's a red look, herring. We got, we've also got the fucking quotes that Fiddle has against those demon champions where he refers to Nocturne. Doesn't he call it, like, when he kills Nocturne, he says Nightmare. When he kills Swain, he says Secrets, right? Oh. Like, those two for sure. Um, oh, that's cool. Evelyn and Tom Kinch are a little more wishy-washy. Um, but I, even I would agree with with all that, frankly. That all makes sense. And, and yeah. if you look at, like, Evelyn, like, her concerns, she is way more of, like, a knowable entity, and is, her concerns are way more um, 
I guess pedestrian for lack of a better word compared to fiddlesticks, yeah. right? Like she just she's looking for her next her next one night stand, right? Fiddlesticks is like a primordial fear demon who wants to like feast on everyone's fucking terror across Runeterra, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so a, a few more interesting things about this chart too. There are actually two unlabeled branches at the very top of this chart. So in the middle is fear, but then off to the left and right, there are another branch that there are, there are no words associated with them. So um, again, don't know if this is an aesthetic thing, whether there are two more words that just aren't listed here that maybe will be revealed later, whether those words in combination with fear create the emotions underneath. Who knows? We don't. Yeah. <laughs> See, I guess it's also kind of, a, this ties back to that poem, is that they've got a small image of, of 10 circles on this thing, and, and we're with a larger one with about seven or so. Yeah, seven on the outside and three on the inside. And I think the kind of, I thought the, the kind of prevailing theory was that in the same way that Fiddle is like the fear demon, there's probably like nine other base emotions right that other demons sort of uh key in on and then i i think i mean i guess this is now we're just hitting like wild speculation my personal <laughs> theory was kind of like you said they kind of branch out branch off and i think it makes sense to think that oh secrets is maybe a, a weird combination of like fear and something else right one of these other big primal things and then delirium kind of that same way right although interestingly in underneath some of those big words like like fear and nightmares there are also multiple names written underneath them as opposed to just like the one for each of them so again don't know if there are plans for more demons that fit under those whether those names mean nothing who knows uh there but like you mentioned the the kind of the the 10 theme on there is also present uh, over to the left side of the image where there are 10 keys drawn um, of various types, uh, including the one that used to be on the old fiddlestick splash art, but is now in the Zoe splash art. Um, and the two that are on the current fiddlestick splash art. Hmm. Well, you know, I mean, again, going back to the poem, it's kind of interesting because they describe there's these 10, 10 kings, 10 demons, and nine of them was it say exactly about them? There was nine of them that took crowns, was it? And then one of them is kind of left, and it says scratching at their graves, it, almost like he's the he's the harbinger, right? Both, <laughs> you know. I mean, I don't know if that's just like a nice reference to his old lore, but he, maybe he's like the one who, if he gets enough power, can help unlock some of these other big boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, I found an old tweet, by the way, from Jared Rosen. Um, cause someone had posted the demon picture with like their theory on where people go. And he had said, uh, Tom Kench is addiction and Evelyn is agony. That is what Fiddle says. I will say those are the two things he's, he's so he doesn't say specifically. Oh, yeah. Well, obsession. So those he two says addiction. aren't on there at all. So interesting. Yes. And it's, also uh, Shaco isn't a demon. Yeah. We yeah. Did that know seems that, actually. weird. Despite the fact that his title in game is the Demon Jester, yeah, it was really funny because he commented on this uh, this woman's Twitter 
uh, her name is, is oh, uh, that's the oh YouTuber Dinka K. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you know Dinka K. Um, Jared told her, uh, you know, Shaco isn't a demon, and she said, "How is he not a demon when you guys literally named him <laughs> the Demon Jester?" And his response was, "Shrug." <laughs> yeah, that's about right. <laughs> Makes sense. You know what else fucks with this is that Tom Kinch is like referred to as the River King. It, it it's just another layer of like great awesome. So I guess he's not a king demon even though we've got the direct <laughs> reference to like demon kings, but it's not yeah. Tom. And it's speaking fine. of which too, I guess just a call out too cuz I know I had mentioned that I I watch a lot of like Necrit videos in mm. in preparation for this too, but uh yeah, I mean if you're interested in lore too, another pretty prolific lore YouTuber is Tenebricks on YouTube. Uh I think you mentioned Dinka K on Twitter, but uh, yeah, and uh, Twitch, I believe. Oh yeah, so she's got great lore videos as well. So recommend checking it out. People who don't go alphabetically, who actually read all of the lore <laughs> right and like, out. yeah, right when it comes out and know everything about it. Yeah, we're still yeah. catching up. When when we say we're going alphabetically, we haven't read all the lore, and now we're discussing it alphabetically. No, 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 no. We are literally experiencing it alphabetically. I, as I'm sure you could probably guess. <laughs> the intended method of experiencing it, for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sure this is what Riot intended from the very beginning. Hey, listen, it's better than the majority of players who probably don't read any of the lore. That's fair. That's right. We're better than all of them. <laughs> Hell yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah i think that's a really solid breakdown it's an interesting thing you know what what going through all this shit made me think about was that when way back in the collie's lore when we talked about how they thought Jin was a demon and it's like mm. they really cast that in another light like oh fuck they thought he was a demon like it's a whole that's a big evil. deal shit. yeah 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 for sure hmm only other thing, uh, Diego has a little interaction with Fiddle Six where he calls him an Ur demon, um, mm-hmm. which is an interesting thing. Uh, Ur Nox is the ancient Noxian like dialect or I guess kind of culture. So maybe there's huh. something there. I don't know what that means exactly, but <laughs> there's something. Hit us up. What does it mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. Uh, is Fiddle Six in the Academy universe? I mean, so what I, de- the, what? I didn't. He's not. I didn't. De- I mean, what he's the in hell, the- man? So riot. No, I don't want to say. I don't want to say no because I'm almost. I'm almost <laughs> certain he is. Uh, he's but, just he's just a scarecrow, like an actual just scarecrow on campus. Yeah, I will say I haven't been <laughs> checking the uh, the comics necessarily for the academy stuff for for a lot of the recent ones just because there's been like so much to go through yeah so i've just been checking like the 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 au's that have skins associated (laughs) with them specifically so he does not have a skin i would love an academy fiddlesticks (laughs) (laughs) that being said he is in that fireside frightener comic that we talked about last week okay um or not last week but i think the week before So just as a reminder, or if you didn't listen to it, basically this is a comic. It is a tale of the Umber Society, which is a clear play on the Midnight Society from Are You Afraid of the Dark? Fun fact, too, he has a quote that references Are You Afraid of the Dark? We'll get to a little bit later. But um, uh, this, basically, it's a group that gets together and tells horror stories. The story they're telling is about a battle between Fiddlesticks and Karthus for control of a doomed port town named Havenport which I looked up and couldn't find any more information about, so I don't think it's uh, (laughs) a... 
uh, a real place. Karthus attacks with his undead legions, but they're basically torn up by Fiddlestick's winged terrors before they reach their target. And then as Karthus readies his own attack, malefic fire pools at Fiddlestick's feet and he spread his, spreads his arms wide. And then as everyone in the Umber Society is trying to guess who wins the fight as they're both charging up their final attacks, Jinx and Lucian are like, I think I hear something in the woods. And then surprise party fiddlesticks pops out. <laughs> and kills them all. <laughs> he does He does pop out alting. So yes, it is a very good chance Probably. that They're all feared now. he kills them all. I like how the story is basically like alien versus predator, but it's fiddlesticks versus <laughs> Carthus. <laughs> now from the AU side... He's part of a bunch of AUs, but not to the extent that like Ezreal was last week. Like the <laughs> AUs he's a part of, he doesn't have stories and stories and stories about them. They're like the smaller lore blurbs that we're more familiar with <laughs> from the <laughs> AU side. Uh, that being said, he is part of the Pulsefire AU. Uh, we mentioned that all of Ezreal's reckless time jumping has ripped holes in the space-time continuum, which has caused Praetorians to pour through and demolish everything, and Fiddlesticks is a Praetorian. The Remembrancer's worst fears have been realized. Emerging from tears on the fabric of space-time, hordes of faceless robotic marauders appear across the multiverse, destroying everything in their path. Fiddlesticks is only a single unit in this endless invasion force, assimilating any technology it comes across and eradicating all life. Woo! So, yeah. Pretty fucking dope. <laughs> nice work, Ezreal. Wow. <laughs> He's also in Omen of Dark. This is set in, you're not going to believe this, a dark setting. <laughs> uh, each of the champions in it serve the Blade Queen. So this is kind of set in one of those storybook fables of the Eclipse universe. So this is another one of those kind of cross-universe stories. Uh, so Spectral Fiddlesticks is the one that's part of this. A gruesome specter rumored to stand eternally watchful over a peculiar book of fables. Brave knights and cruel sorceresses alike have tried in vain to reach the tome, but none have ever returned. Perhaps the lost queendom of old isn't so fictional after all. And I'm, now I'm high noon. I never have anything to add to these. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> no, fine. That's fine. Uh, so high noon, we've talked about a little bit. A bunch of our champions have been part of it. It's basically just set in a desert setting where each champion kind of has a is a Western hero, villain, creature, demon. Uh, and this one is Bandito Fiddlesticks. If the day ever comes, riding those dusty trails when a thin man in a wide hat appears far in the distance, run. Ride hard and fast and never look back, lest the whore known as Fiddlesticks drag you from your saddle and into darkness. Yeah. It sounded like you said the whore known as Fiddlesticks. <laughs> hey, we don't know his life. That's fair. <laughs> Overcharges. The Man, terrifying whore Fiddlesticks. <laughs> That's just Evelyn, though. Right? Hey. <laughs> what them sticks do. I mean, Evelyn really just is a slutty fiddlesticks, huh? I guess. <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> uh, now we have Anniversary. This is set in an alternate Earth, where each champion's skin is made to celebrate the birthday of League of Legends. Oh my god. Is that even alternate universe? 
apparently. There are only two skins within it. Uh, <laughs> but Surprise Party Fiddlesticks is one of them. This was for the two-year anniversary. Everyone told you hiring a clown would be a good idea. Clowns are great for parties, they said. But now everyone's missing. And the power is out. And something's laughing just down the hall. It's funny. They try to make, keep it spooky, but Surprise Party Fiddle 6 is still fucking hilarious. It's so good. Like, yeah. even with his update. I think that's why I miss out on all the spookiness of new Fiddle 6. Because if I ever do play him, I'm usually going to play Surprise Party <laughs> Fiddle 6. That's fair. That's fair. I'd like him in Phasmophobia, personally. I think that would be Ah, uh, yeah. This has been making me want to play Phasmo. <laughs> it is worth noting... In, in keeping with the Moomoo's theme of being excluded from everything, surprise party of Moomoo, not part of this <laughs> skin line. <laughs> just Annie. But he's in the yeah, splash. Just Annie. Right? Like, I'm, I'm looking at it now, and he's looking in through the window at surprise party fiddle six. That's great. Oh, poor, yeah. poor Moomoo. <laughs> yeah, I was actually an April Fool skin, so. Oh. <laughs> Now we have Guardian of the Sands, which is set in an alternate Sharima where all of the champions are ancient tomb guardians and evil spirits of the desert. Uh, basically, powerful guardians stand watch over the tomb of an ancient horror so that it may, it may never threaten the world again, but they may already be too late. While I don't think it's specified, I'm pretty sure that Fiddlesticks is the ancient horror. Especially, the ancient I should horror. really <laughs> articulate <laughs> clearer... <laughs> For how often I'm saying horror. <laughs> uh, the ancient horror. Uh, especially given that the skin in question is called Risen Fiddlesticks. Probably. Once upon a time in a faraway land, a jealous young emperor invoked profane summoning rites in exchange for power. Yet when the ancient horror <laughs> Fiddlesticks <laughs> stepped forth, it did not aid the boy. And in an instant, his empire was utterly destroyed. The fiend was trapped beneath the ruins. You're going to love this. Until now. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that ancient whore. <laughs> uh, and obviously, got to be part of the harrowing skin line, right? You skipped the winter sports, John. I'll go back to it. There's a reason to... Oh, okay. Ooh. <laughs> uh, so... This one's Pumpkinhead Fiddlesticks. Carriage drivers are cautioned to stick to well-traveled highways, especially during the witching season. Strange things can happen on these old moonlit roads where no birds sing and something enormous moves within the fog. The scale on the splash is really cool in this one. Also in the yeah. uh, like Union Jack, he's like massive and that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then we've got Sugar Rush. Set in a candy kingdom where each champion is made of sweets. Uh, Evelyn was also part of this. Yeah. But uh, this one's dark candy fiddlesticks. As lights go out across the winterlands in preparation for snowdown season, something ancient and terrible rises from the darkest corners of the Poro King's lands. Devoid of thought or purpose, it hunts for holiday revelers as if possessed, cutting down anything that crosses its path. Which is a way less whimsical take of this candy yeah. land than I feel like a lot of you. Even even Evelyn in the other candy land was just like stealing candy and shit. I'm gonna be honest, all of these AUs are just like set in a world with candy and anciently evil lurks. <laughs> set in a sand world, there's an ancient evil. 
That's all of them. They've all been the same. Um. Yeah. What the Praetorian is probably the most. <laughs> he's, he's just he's just a little bandit. All right, I'll give you that one. He's the Rito Bandito. <laughs> Continue. Uh, and the last two. We've got winter sports, which celebrated the 2010 Winter Olympics, and Bilgewater. Uh, so the Union Jack Fiddlesticks was the winter sports one. Fiddle Me Timbers is Bilgewater. And the reason I combined them is because of the very similar lore blurbs <laughs> between these two. Uh, so the lore blurb for Union Jack Fiddlesticks merely says, Pip Pip, Cheerio. And the lore blurb for <laughs> Fiddle Me Timbers just says, Yar har fiddle dee dee. <laughs> Jerry got real tired. So that's, <laughs> that's his place in that universe. <laughs> All right, so tired. here's my take on Bilgewater. Set in a pirate world, there's an, an ancient, ancient lurking evil force. <laughs> Which has been Ship sleeping it. until now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really? ship it. Good shit. <laughs> ha, ship. I see what you did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I fucking didn't. Uh, <laughs> so those are all the AUs. Um and I've got I've got a few quotes that I liked and then some fun facts. But uh I have no other thoughts. Okay. I have no, no thoughts about the ancient yeah. whore. <laughs> <laughs> She's an expensive one, huh? <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I I don't have too much else. The quotes, things are gonna. He's got cool quotes, I guess, because the thing about his quotes that I'm sure you'll hit is that he kind of he unveils a couple things about champions. You know, like we were talking about, like oh, we can see some more into the demons. Um, those are neat, you know. And and then hitting some other champions is cool. And yeah, good ass lore and uh, getting to look into the demon stuff was cool. I I think the demon sort of hierarchy and kingdoms that they're starting to kind of create are neat. Um, my only concern is if we'll ever see any of the other big primetime demons, because fear is a really broad thing, right? Yeah. Mm. And, you know, depending on how you kind of finagle stuff, you can start to hit sort of a, like a sort of a prequels issue of like, oh, fear leads to anger, leads to hate, leads to suffering. <laughs> We're like, I can rearrange this shit however, right? So, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But it's a neat tease, like tease, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure. One of the things I liked about his quotes too, I know it mentioned in the stories that every, like basically every region in Runeterra has stories about fiddlesticks. He's like, he's been everywhere. Um, and one of the things that I thought really hammered this home too was his quotes. You know, he he is known to mimic the voices of. It's interesting because it's said that it's made to mimic the voice of his victims. Um, And I don't know how specific it is that they have to be his victims or if it can just be like anything that he Mm. happened to hear. Um, One has some very interesting implications. The other one is still interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But a few of his quotes for champions, uh, one of them to Annie says, Annie, help me. Annie, Annie, don't let go. Aww. Which, as we know, were the last things that Daisy said to Annie before being swept to her Jesus. death downriver. Jesus. So now, yeah, now there's this idea: is it was Fiddlesticks a part of that, or 
can did he, he just, just happen to fucking be there? Or can he pull that out of people? Because That's you know, what I kind people, of assume. Yeah. I, I would assume that as well. Yeah. Which is yeah, still if he, cool. Yeah. Also, actually. That's dark. He's taunting a fucking eight-year-old or 13-year-old. We couldn't really decide how old she was, basically. <laughs> He's taunting a child. A child. <laughs> Somewhere between eight and 11, depending on the story you're reading. <laughs> I mean, the new new one's pretty fucking severe as well. Oh, re- What's that? I didn't write that one. Oh, God. Well, I, Nunu's whole deal is that he's lost his, his family, right? And I think the quote is, uh, I'm always here, my little hero, which I think is oh what his mom God. called him. <laughs> Nunu's already brutal. Anytime he dies in game, I like legit it hurts me because So he... funny. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, when funny he kills story? Nunu. What's a funny story about this? <laughs> when he kills Nunu, his quote is, Willump, I'll save you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, you know, just keeping up with the, uh, he just takes that same sad quote, but, you know, it's fiddle six, man. Oh, God, that's heartbreaking. I'm just trying to play, I was going to say a fun game, but I'm just trying to play League of Legends. <laughs> uh, I'm going to play a few quotes because, you know, we mentioned he has an unnerving voice in yeah. case you haven't heard it. It's it's worth hearing some of these in his voice. So I'll play that that Annie one the first half of it. I also loved like <laughs> I feel like at certain points his voice was described as something that was there is just something not quite right about it. Which is not how I would fucking describe <laughs> that voice. John, John, I think it was the idea of him imitating the voices or something not quite. Right. <laughs> Could you imagine hearing that in the night and you're like, hmm, something a little off about that voice? I can't put my <laughs> finger on it. It might Better be go her. <laughs> uh, there's also the first encounter with Garen quote. Oh, I don't know Garen's lore. I don't know what that's about. Probably Lux. Because she does Lux magic her, now. Her sparkly pew-pews. Her sparkly pew-pews. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the final one I had, which we actually, I don't think we know really anything about this. I feel like this was probably put in as a, a kind of teaser to what I hope we're going to be figuring out in Arcane. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that'll be fun. I actually remember hearing that one in game. Neat. Yeah. Yeah, the quotes are good. I like that a lot of his like move quotes too, not specific to champions, are things that have very clearly been from his victims, like it's in the house or or don't be scared, it's just a scarecrow. Things that are like things like that. <laughs> you know. You hurt us. <laughs> yeah. Well done. <laughs> Yeah, in the video though, I think they <laughs> it does sound more like uh, you know, the guy's actual voice that he's imitating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is just like this is fiddle six this is his inside voice. This is fiddle six yeah. real voice <laughs> that we're getting here. Yeah, this isn't his performative. No, this isn't his performance, you know. This, this is, is for fact. him. Yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. All right. Uh, uh yeah. Yeah, so the the other quote, and I won't put it on the phone or anything, but mm-hmm. he surprise party fiddlesticks has a line that says, "It's the most fun in the park when you're laughing in the dark," 
which is a direct quote from the tale of laughing in the dark from an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark about a carnival attraction haunted by a vengeful clown. No shit. Oh, God. That's cute. (laughs) That's lovely. I haven't seen that in a long time. Uh, Only other fun fact I had was that for an April Fool's one year, he was on the patch notes when they used to put out all those fake patch notes about things that were coming out for the April Fool's patch. He was going to be receiving a skin called Eight Biddlesticks for April (laughs) Fool's. Uh, And it was the year that they were going to release a bunch of fake Earth skins too, such as Earthgot, New Nerf, Earthloff, Ramurf, Earth Deer, (laughs) and out of nowhere, Seeing Eye Cog. (laughs) We didn't get any of these. Those sound great. I need more Earth skins in my life. That's true. (laughs) They're all kind of (laughs) morbid, but... (laughs) But no, fun. no. <laughs> They're just wearing a costume. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nami would never. <laughs> <laughs> she decides what the tide will bring. It's not bringing her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is on a way. Because <laughs> he's with her. <laughs> All right. Any more th- fiddle thoughts? That That's Fiddlestick's uh, therapy show, by the way. It's called Fiddle Thoughts. Fiddle Thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Fiddle thoughts with Fiddle. <laughs> you killed Rebecca. <laughs> I just wasn't expecting it. He looked me right in the eyes when he said that, Mark. You don't understand. I get. I like picturing it. <laughs> that he whined just for me, just for you. All right, I need to be done. Do we? <laughs> Well, that was Fiddlesticks. Thank you for listening. We do for these episodes on YouTube if you ever want to jump in there and uh, join in on the comments. And uh, we have a Twitter as well. It's at Loreheads. Um, thank you to everyone who's kind of reached out to us there and, and said that you like the podcast. That's very nice to hear because <laughs> sometimes it kind of feels like we're putting these out into a void. <laughs> yeah, I love, thank y'all. I love the, yeah. the feedback. Yeah. Thanks for so listening. Nice. Yeah, it's very exciting. Do I say anything else at the end? I don't remember. Join us next week when we'll be looking at the the Grand Duelist, Fiora. Is that who's next? I think so. Is that her subtitle? I don't fucking know. Yeah. God damn, you just knew that. I have to write it down every time, Mark. <laughs> well, you just took us out. I don't even have to say anything else. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's gone, it's gone wrong. Oh, shit. Bye, bye, bye. Bye. <laughs>